We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Mashups. It is Friday, February 3rd, 2017. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, and directly on the Rotowire website itself. Thanks so much for joining us here, Three Amigos, with you. We'll be going over some recent top news. Of course, we'll be having Ken's crazy old man rant. Yeah. A brief staff keeper league update. I may or may not have made a trade that Shannon designated me and my trade partner as a boob. So we'll get into that just a little bit. 
And then we'll end with Friday DFS picks like we always do. So without further ado, uh, we got a little rooster to talk about, Ken. Here comes the rooster. Is that the lyric? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, tonight's Nuggets Bucks game's got some injury issues. Uh, the rooster, Danilo Gallinari, is ruled out for tonight. And Nikola Jokic is a uh, game time decision with a hip issue. Jokic has missed three games already. So uh, things getting crazy in Milwaukee. Not just the with the uh, Nuggets injuries, but big time trades. Oh my goodness, this is an earth shattering deal. Miles Plumley dealt to the Hornets for Spencer Hawes and Roy Hibbert. Should we first talk about Nuggets lineups and then, you know, talk about this monster trade? Yes, yeah, we'll talk Nuggets first. Uh, for uh, Jokic, is game time decision. He's questionable. My guess is they've been pretty good. The Nuggets have been pretty good about lab- labeling players probable if they're going to play. So I'm guessing that Jokic sits tonight. Um, but with Gallinari out, I'm all over Wilson Chandler tonight. Yep. Like I love sixty three hundred. He's not all that. He's not all that cheap at sixty three hundred. That's not. That's not too cheap. But we've also we've also well, wow wow tongue tied there. We've also seen fifty point upside from him this week. Yeah. Even like it, it's not. I'm not talking about two months ago when half the team was sitting out. This week, the man put up a fifty point outing. So, can I, I make I a crazy him. suggestion Dude. for real bargain uh, hunters? What about Daryl Arthur? It's only 3,700, 20-plus points the last two games, and that's with Gallinari playing. I don't know. I think he's going to get some minutes. He's going to get some play behind. He's been an interesting option. Durrell, by the way. What? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. add that to the long list of names I've butchered. Darrell, Durrell, Terrell, Terrell. It's okay, Ken. I get that. That's one. That, that one I can forgive you on. But I did fall asleep as soon as you mentioned his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to watch him play. I do not want to watch him play at all whatsoever. I had a, I had a bet about Arthur a couple years ago when he first joined the Nuggets, and it was like w- whether or not he'd be a top 100 fantasy player. Okay. Uh, um, please tell me you took the will not. Of course. Not, I took, I took yeah. no. And yeah. I, the fact that someone was willing to make that. Who bet. in the world is a big Darrell Arthur fan? It was my brother. He's kind of oh, a boob, too. Oh, yeah. He loves, yeah, he is <laughs> that, a boob. He not, loves to go out on a limb on crazy obscure and then get very emotional about them. Yes. No, he, he'll defend it to his death. I will say, though, I'll, I'll take the other side here. I don't, I don't want to pick a fight with Shannon because I already feel like I'm in two fights with him before we even started the pod. But with 16 <laughs> minutes last time out, he put up 20 fantasy points. And then the time before that, in 20 minutes, he put up 25 fantasy points. So if we're saying that Gallinari is going to be out and that we could see those minutes rise, we're talking about somebody priced at $3,700 who could reach 30 fantasy points tonight, Shannon. Well, I'm basically – I'm sorry. This is Ken interrupting, but uh, I'm basically <laughs> playing Arthur so I can um, afford Giannis because I think Giannis could just go off with this injured nugget lineup. But uh, sorry, Shannon. Inject your wisdom. I, I mean, I could find a $20 bill on the ground. That's happened to me once in my life. You know, <laughs> chickens could fly out of my butt. <laughs> Anything you want to say could happen, but – the odds of him getting 30 fantasy points aren't very good. How many times has he, has he done it in his career, even when he does get consistent run? I'm not I, – I get it. He's a cheap option. If you want to take a flyer on him, go ahead. I'm going to avoid it. All right. All right. Chin's on one today. Let's get into that trade, that sexy, sexy trade you talked about. Wow. Um, 
obviously, as most people probably know by now, because this is almost 24 hours old by now, uh, it really was a salary cap dump for Milwaukee yeah. because Plumlee, I believe, is on a four-year deal. Um, 52 whereas, million four-year yeah, 52 deal. 52 million. So that's the current market value, if you will. Um, of what How does player? he keep a straight face like when he's sitting on the bench? Right. He's like, do, do they think I'm another Plumlee? Do they think I'm Mason? Um, so, <laughs> do you think he just sits on the bench going, one million? Two million, <laughs> three million. Well, that contract really gets seems, to fifty-two. Yeah, it, it starts seems, over. It seems ridiculous, but obviously that's going to be right about market value in about four and a half years. Um, he'll be right in line with everybody else accordingly. Um, what the Bucks get in return is essentially two guys with expiring contracts, um, and so they can pursue a free agent or re-sign somebody. Uh, I don't know offhand who they have on their on their roster that's expiring. But Shannon, you actually think that Spencer Hawes might get a little bit of run maybe even as their starting center even though he would you know attend he would be a free agent at the end of this year i do think it's possible and the reason why it's because milwaukee they've, they've been shuttling in new starting centers they're currently running out thon maker you know they're they're a team that's struggling they're 21 and 27 they're starting to fall out of the playoff race we'll see i think it's possible if if they want to just tank the, the rest of this year they'll continue to start thon maker but if they yeah. want to actually make that playoff push i think spencer hawes might be able to help him out a little bit he has he can hit three-pointers he's not a good three-point shooter he's only 29 percent from downtown this year and one and a half attempts per game but he has shown in the past that he can knock down three-pointers he in I mean, you know 20, relative to that bucks roster he's like one of their better outside shooters now exactly like he's already he's their third or fourth best just right. by, by being added to the roster and, <laughs> and he's he's not a good three-point shooter i can't stress that enough but he can hit three-pointers so they might play around with it a little bit i don't know that it would last long but if it does happen and he gets like a 5 or 6 7 game audition as a starting center he would just he'd be worth a temporary add Sure. I think I think if we were to conduct a forty yard dash with the three of us and Roy Hibbert, Hibbert would come in fourth. That's possible. DJ right. is way quicker than he looks. Uh, I, I just picked DJ to finish ahead of Roy I Hibbert. Yeah, I'm I slow. I, I'm saying it's possible. He's young. DJ's younger than me. Well, you've got to stop for your smoke break at the twenty yard mark and oh, then get dude, back I, to the race. I quit smoking a long time ago. Get real, Ken. Uh, I, I would say that would be the slowest four-man race of all time. Like I may finish first, but there'd be millions on millions and millions of people on this earth that would finish ahead of me. Fantasy implications. Yeah, fantasy implications for Charlotte, uh, Shannon. We both kind of agree that uh, Tyler Zeller might get you know even five to seven more minutes, and Frank Kaminsky could could get five to seven more minutes. But I'm wondering though. You know, that makes sense to me for the first five to ten games. But when they start to integrate Plumlee, I mean, they did just basically commit to this guy for the next four years. So you'd have to think that he's going to sneak into the rotation at some point. Does that make you like um, a little added value for Kaminsky and Zeller, potentially less down the road, but maybe more in the short term? I still think there's going to be because basically they traded they the Hornets traded away two players getting about 18 to 20 minutes a game. For one player who's going to get 18 or 20 minutes per game so you've got you've got an extra 15 to 20 minutes that they've opened up that i expect to see a large chunk of go to kaminsky go to zeller and those are two guys who really have the most upside that we'd be talking about i mean kaminsky's only 17 percent owned in yahoo leagues right now he's already playing 24 minutes a game if you bump that up to 30 
He's a solid. He's a solid ad. I mean, he's one. Does he qualify at center? Do they qualify him at center there? I don't on have the Yahoo. Other stuff. Yes, power forward yeah. and okay. center. They're yep. pretty <laughs> liberal on Yahoo, though. Yeah, yes. they are. His shooting, but, his shooting percentage isn't strong, but he's. I mean, if he gets another six minutes, he's going to approach two three pointers per game, 13, 14 points, you know, six and a half rebounds. That that holds value. I, I always think his rebounding numbers are disappointing, but I guess it's because they've got him standing out by the arc, waiting to catch and shoot so much. Yeah, no, that that's definitely fair, and he you know might be guarding some of those opposing stretch fours too. So the biggest implication of this trade, I'm not sure if you guys are aware is that the in the preseason, the number one ranked fan giveaway was the Miles Plumley bobblehead toothbrush holder that they will no longer be giving out. I believe it was supposed to be later this month. That was the preseason number one ranked. You can Google it. It's out there. It, it actually is really you know, cool. But what happens to back. those things? That, what's going to happen to those things? Like, you know, they always show um, poor kids overseas wearing yeah. the loser T-shirts from the Super Bowls. Right. But, like... Those that, that sounds like the most useless item ever, a bobblehead toothbrush holder. I want one, actually. I do I'll take want it. one. Yeah. No, it was rated. It was preseason. It was ranked the best giveaway of the whole league coming into right, the DJ, season because it's actually practical. DJ, you, you run the interns at Rotowire. Get, get an intern to lobby the Bucks, and I'll pay for it, a case of those bobbleheads. Yes. We want well, get an intern whose job all day is just to contact the Milwaukee Bucks asking to order one case of Plumley bobbleheads, and one must make it to Vermont. Okay, so we, we kind of got the ball rolling on that a little bit in the office, and we were, we were trying to figure out where they – we decided that it's probably in the arena, right? I guess we haven't made any calls. Make a, I want you to make up a lie that one of my uh, biz dev clients insists on getting these, and so it's a yeah. really important – We'll see. I might have to head over to Milwaukee myself, and I don't know if they're going to do breaking news coverage like OJ you're and the too Bronco Send and like the Miles Plumlee. Send an intern. You're too valuable. To yeah, yeah. F- fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's keep it moving. That trade wasn't that sexy, and the, to be honest, it's not going to be a massive <laughs> fantasy change. Season-long. Let's go to Utah, season, gentlemen. Season-long leagues. Pick up Kaminsky. Go pick him Kaminsky. up. All right, okay. Frank enough. the Tank. Let's go to Utah, gentlemen. May or may not have saw, saw, seen this yesterday, but Rodney Hood's MRI showing a bone contusion. Going to have to ask Stotts what that means, but uh, he is out until the 11th of February. Seems like this means the Alec Burks rebirth continues. He's, he's got double-digit points uh, in five of his last six games. Any thoughts on Alec Burks and Rodney Hood? I've always loved Alec Burks, but you know what? His own injuries have gotten in the way of my love affair with him over the past couple of years. So I am all for it. He's still only 25 years. We're not that far removed from the Utah Jazz actually electing to give Burks a fat contract and not Ennis Cantor. So at one point not long ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a legitimate team in the NBA decided that Burks had more upside than somebody like Ennis Cantor, and we know how good Cantor has been this year. So uh, I'm all for it. If we know that he's going to see 25 to 30 minutes a game, which he did in his last game, 25 minutes, then he certainly can score. The problem is just that was like three years ago. That I was that I liked him, and that was the if last Hayward, time we right. saw that production. Yeah. If Hayward Hayward walks in free agency, could Hood move down and play small forward? Is he too short? No, Hood could. Yeah, Hood basically okay. has their a small forward body right now. Um, I I like Burks too. I think he's he's kind of similar for for a player from comparing a player to this year. He's similar production to like Sean Kilpatrick, but you know a six man off the bench has some decent scoring games. 
but he's actually more consistent than Kilpatrick. He just hasn't been healthy all year. So now that he's now that he's healthy, if he's getting consistently getting twenty five to twenty eight minutes off the bench, I really like Burks. I think he's going to be a solid play. He'll get you some three pointers, some steals, and pour in about twelve points per game. So real quick before we move on, Ken, is that Joe Inglis is just so rock solid in the rotation. Ooh, uh-huh. He's not a great fantasy guy, but he's enough to steal a bunch of minutes from Burks really having a, a, a really high ceiling, a higher right. ceiling. So if Inglis was out of the picture, I mean, Shannon and I would be, we, we would stop the pod and be adding Alec Burks right now in all our leagues, but that's not quite the case. So Burks' yeah. value will be limited because Joe Inglis is a solid rotation guy. Yeah, they love him. Yeah. All right, let's go to Houston, gentlemen, where the DJ revenge rule reigns supreme. Dwight Howard, 24 points, 23 boards, and I love this, on 11 of 13 shooting as the Hawks upset the Rockets uh, in Houston. Uh, you just want to give us your, your, your standard revenge game rule dj oh i'd be happy to because this is a classic example of what i talk about i love to talk about a real example is that the nba season is super long players get motivated for individual games more often than other games and this is a classic example of um motivation really matters in the nba because it's a long grueling season and it's just a type of sport that if you're truly motivated you can go out there and grab four five to six to ten more rebounds if you really care enough and that's what we saw 24 points, 23 rebounds, not to mention three assists, a steal, and two blocks, which really Blocks. helps you out all over the place. Well, you know, oddly, not a bad game for Capella. 22 and nine. Big game. Block of two steals. Yeah. Now, I, I, he, clearly, he's healthy now, huh? The I would argue the biggest game um, from that Hawks-Rockets matchup was Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, just went bananas last night, had 33 points, career high, four mm. three-pointers, six rebounds, three assists. 23 of those 33 points came in the fourth quarter where it was basically like him versus James Harden and Tim Hardaway Jr. got the best of them. It was a pretty amazing game. I'm not allowed to say anything about it. I, I was on that freak show, Yahoo freak show with Andy Barron's uh, yesterday, yeah. and I totally writ Hardaway off. Uh, he was coming off <laughs> a horrible performance. Well, not only that, I thought they've been showcasing him to trade him, because right. often teams yeah. do that, and they've decided not to trade anymore, it seems like. So I thought his minutes would go back down, and I and I said that pretty clearly and vehemently on on yesterday's Yahoo Freak Show podcast, and of course he goes out there and scores 33 points, well, and is, is, is amazing. I took him out of my DFS lineup last minute. Um, I it had him sense. in yeah. yeah, and I, I took him out. Even though Cephalosha wasn't playing, you know, I just found a different combination of players I liked more, and, and of course I came to regret that. Um, but I do recall us speaking about Hardaway when Corver got traded, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure we all backed him at that time as, as a solid oh. play, and he's still on my hometown league. I've still got him on my roster. He's going to get the minutes. I mean, they'd be crazy not to play him. They'd be crazy not to play him. All right, next news item, gentlemen. Uh, even with LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge, out resting his sore knee, the, Sur- the Spurs still spank the Embiidless Sixers 102-86. Sixers have now lost four of the last five. Uh, are we going to keep hearing playoff talk out of the Sixers, guys? Well, it was tough. I think they had nine active players, eight active players. Nerlens Noel was ruled out. 
after lineup lock. Um, I don't know that he was that well owned, but that still hurt a lot of people out there. You know, it, it's a tough, it's a tricky league, and, and the best teams in the league are consistent. And so while the Sixers had a really fun run, and their crowd, their home crowd is amazing, and really, they might be the number one option on League Pass right now, or they were at least a couple weeks ago, good teams are consistent. The Sixers are not a good team, so therefore they're not consistent. So you know what, I like, Maybe they'll put another run together, but I mean, nobody's surprised by this recent string of losses. I've got a different right. take. My take is they're a good team when Embiid plays. They're go. a bad team yeah. when he doesn't. Even when he is, when he's active, it's the same thing. When he's on the court, they're pretty damn good. When he's sitting on the bench, they're horrible. So yeah, Covington, Covington also out last night, and, which didn't and help. And we've yeah. we've talked about how underrated he is. He's a stellar defensive option. He's inconsistent shooter, but he can knock down threes. So they were they're very shorthanded. And when you're when you're without the best overall center in the NBA, you're going to yeah. be worse. I'd love oh, to see a stunt on how. Okay, well, yeah, you we, can't just glaze over that. Did you? He just said Embiid is the best center in the NBA. <laughs> when he plays, I mean, yeah, yes. great. What when a slap in the face to your best friend Andre Drummond. Dude, it's not even close. Wow, okay. it, it's all about defense too. Just look at what Embiid does on defense. The the metrics for it are mind-blowing like the only person who's close to him is gobert and he's not even like gobert's not even really close like like uh Embiid's way up top and then gobert's way above everyone else but there's a a big gap sizable gap between oh. Embiid and gobert as well but but before i think he can make a statement like that he needs to play it he needs to prove it in some meaningful games you know, yes. he needs to pl- prove it against teams that actually get up for the Sixers there's, because the game's of importance. So I'm not I, I think there's an argument that could be made that his upside now is higher than all these other young, great big men. Porzingis, Carl um, Anthony Towns, uh, Anthony Davis, like Embiid's upside is higher because overall I'm talking about Jared the, Sullinger. Yeah, even Jared <laughs> Sullinger. His defense is so good and improves teams so much. But the problem is we have to see him play. He has, you know, he has to be able to stay healthy and play. That's that's the one caveat. Are we going to see? Are we going to see a trade out of Philadelphia this this February yes. before the deadline? There's there's rumors and, and ramblings. Uh, yeah, there's been, been rumors for a long time. All right, so Okafor. who gets? Yeah, I wanna, Okafor, yeah. It's, it's on, he's it's the one on that the doesn't match rumor right now. Um, who wants Chicago? Okafor? Chicago inquired about him. So uh, uh. Do, does Chicago have anything Philly wants? Probably not. But yeah, if they're willing to trade a draft pick, if they're willing to maybe do like a first round pick that's top ten protected, I think Philly would probably bite on that. Yeah. Sideshow Rob getting screwed again, having to move over for yet another guy. Where they play Okafor power forward in Chicago? I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on the top ten protected. I, I don't think Okafor is is worth a, a first first round first half draft pick i mean with chicago they're currently a 500 team it's probably it probably would end up being around like the 18th pick or something um so i think he's worth that if if i don't even know if chicago owns their draft pick for this upcoming uh draft but if they have a first rounder and it would be around 18 i think that makes sense for okafor he could score t- over 20 points per game. He can. He if you d- give him the minutes. Can. The problem is that he gives up 21 points per game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to uh, the, uh, the Warriors. Won yet again over the injured Clippers, though they're not as injured as they used to be. Durant and Curry both get double-doubles. Durant, two boards shy of a triple-double. Can either of these guys win the MVP with the other on the same team? Also, no Draymond Green last night. What do you think about the MVP race, or do we care? 
I care a little bit because, you know, they're putting up numbers that could potentially put them in the MVP discussion, but instead we're talking about Westbrook Harden and your boy Isaiah Thomas. I'm officially throwing him in that yes! ring. Yes! He, he deserves it, but you're completely right. Like People don't really like the Warriors anymore. The, the tide is turning on them, and, and I'm I'm ecstatic that that's happening but it's too hard there's too many good players they're fighting for each other they'll split votes it's going to go to Harden. it's going to go to westbrook and isaiah thomas will be a sneaky dark horse candidate for the rest of the season it's a two it's a two horse race right you've got westbrook you've got Harden. i really think that's what it boils down to with the with the way the rocks are performing as a team and the fact that they're winning yeah. They're going to be the second or third seed in the West. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing that it's Harden's award to lose at this point. But Curry and Durant, they're both top six fantasy players this year. I, you've heard a lot of you've heard a lot of noise about how Curry's not the same Curry as he's been the past two years. That's rubbish. He's not the same as he was last year. But last year was this ridiculous. You know, never he'll never reach that pinnacle again. But the year before, when he also won MVP. He's doing better this year than he did that year yeah. when he won his first MVP. It's arguably his second best season ever as an NBA player. And people are like, oh, my God, this isn't the same Curry as before. That's that's rubbish. Rubbish. And heating up of late, I believe. Right. Isn't this? Oh, isn't yes. This, that's He's absolutely up. on fire. Uh, obscure stat from that Clippers game. Raymond Felton, 33 minutes. Just a little FYI. Pudgy Raymond. Donut boy. Raymond. He, you know what? He's the reason why the rebound and rant column has done so well over the years. <laughs> He's, you need to thank him. <laughs> uh, done well? well what, what metric are you using? Well, whatever, I'm just saying, I, I should have said done well. I, I say give you substance. He's the reason yes. that you can write a weekly column. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, further pandering to my co-hosts here. Uh, this is a tad late, but hey, Wednesday, Shannon's Contavious Caldwell Pope blew up for 38 points against the Pellies. Hit eight trays. Shannon, any any more thoughts you want to share on KCP? KCP is the man. He's on fire. Now, he's been a top 50 fantasy player over the past couple of weeks. You know, for the season, he's a top 75 fantasy player, uh, according to Yahoo. It's it's interesting to me because I never saw him being this good of a player. I always thought he would be a good like 3 and D guy, and, and that was about it. But yeah. he's really evolving offensively. He's starting to hit more shots. He's much more consistent three-point shooter than he's been in the past. So it's I love it. I love it. When, when they drafted Stanley Johnson, a lot of Pistons fans kind of just took it as a sign of, oh, things they're ready to move on from Caldwell Pope. But that's not the case. I mean, Stan Van Gundy loves the guy, uh, and – I will be surprised if if Stanley Johnson's ever as good as Caldwell Pope is right now. He's 23 years old. Let's yeah, not forget. Young. I mean, we talk about some other players around the league, like Chris Dunn. Yeah. You know, Chris Dunn is almost as old as KCP is. <laughs> and so, uh, I I don't I don't know how far I want to go with this, um, but he's one of the rising stars in the NBA. If he's going to go out there and score 38 points at 23 years old. The knock on him is just that we've seen him for four years because he entered the league so young. But yeah. in, to be honest with you, based on his age and based on what he's been doing in the last 10 games or so, I know he missed a little time, he's a rising star in the NBA, believe it or not, Ken. A, a good player t- uh, yeah, to top him to would be Chris Middleton. Um, pretty similar production mm. from Chris Middleton mm. last year and Caldwell Pope this year. Uh, and again, Chris Middleton... Chris Middleton's only twenty six, or he turns twenty six this year. So Caldwell Pope's a few years younger. 
and, and he's already a comparable player. So if, if you loved Chris Middleton last year, you should probably be loving Caldwell Pope this year. All right. Well, let's also move on to one more other bit of Wednesday news I wanted to bring up, which is DJ's Thunder losing by 28 at home to Chicago. Of course, Cantor's out with that chair injury. We broke his arm. <laughs> oh, Depot putting up a modest 12-5-0. and zero. DJ, is, is OKC just not very good? Should they be uh, planning for the future with the trade deadline coming up? But do they even have assets to deal? Okay, well, that might be taking it a little too far. I'm fully, fully willing to admit that they're not that good. I'm not surprised by that. I was saying that in the preseason. It's really tough to be a one-man show, and and, and God bless Russell Westbrook for staying healthy so far. I, I hope that continues. But, no, this team is not that good. Um, I, but you still, you still keep going for the playoffs because you do not want an angry Russell Westbrook on a team that's, that's – trying for the future that is going to blow up all over their faces if they do something like that so you just keep going you're the six seven or eight seed when the playoffs come around you try really hard you know take a take a series to six games you bow out in the first round and you hope for you know better sam Dra- uh sam presti picks in the future that's really where we are as a franchise right now where they are as a franchise well with a monster like westbrook they could certainly steal a, a playoff win like a, a not mm. just one win in a series. They could steal a series win and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're 28 and 22. Yeah, they've lost three games in a row, but 28 and 22 is solid standing. You know, it's, it's only the seventh seed in the West, but the eighth seed is 22 and 28. So they're not even close to being in danger of dropping out of the playoffs at this point. And even overall, they're basically a 500 team. They're playing, their point differential is zero. They're giving up exactly how many points they score. And that it would be nice if they add a piece, but what's that? Even if they add a piece, yeah. what are they going to do? Jump up to the fifth or sixth seed? They're no, not, I was thinking the right. other. I'm thinking dump talent and uh, plan for next year because to me it looks like they're destined for a seventh seed and facing the Spurs in the first round. Well, that that's um, no surprise to me. And I think if you if you genuinely ask the Thunder organization what they thought, I'm sure yeah. they said six, seven, eight, and that's that's where I pegged them at too. <clears throat> As long as they don't play Golden State in the first round, they could win the first their first round series. Yeah. I went. They're not going to be favored. No, I wouldn't expect them to. But look at how the Spurs are constructed right now and all the injuries they're dealing with. What do the Spurs have? Yeah, it only Kawhi. T- yeah, it only <laughs> it only takes one injury to flip things on their head. But I mean, we it's it's really fun to talk about Russell Westbrook, but. When it comes, when the playoffs get serious, the Thunder are going to be a distant memory. And I think we all know that deep down inside, especially us Thunder fans, that we're really, really enjoying this season, but we're not a serious contender. And, you know, a couple weeks into the playoffs, uh, we'll, we'll all get to talk about that Russell Westbrook season, but we're not going to be talking about him contending for a title, unfortunately. Got it. All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, are you still craving NFL fantasy sports action and a faster way to play daily fantasy sports? Check out the new startup site, FantasyMashups.com, offering heads-up, one-on-one fantasy sports matchups for the Super Bowl and NBA as well. No need to go up against the pros, automated scripts, or programs here. Fantasy Mashups, unique new way of playing one-on-one, levels the playing field for all users, beginners to experts, and makes it easy and fast. Don't believe us? Check out their site for yourself, and if you're lucky enough to be one of the first 2,000 users to sign up, Fantasy Mashups will give you $25 in your account instantly. No drip bonus, no deposit necessary, no nothing. Just sign up, and this is on us. 
All we ask is that you follow and like fantasymashups.com on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. And most importantly, give some feedback. Please give us any feedback. Uh, please give Fantasy Mashup any kind of feedback you have because they want to build this for you guys, the users, and make it the best experience possible for you. Go to fantasymashups.com to sign up today. Ken? Yes, right sir. back at you. It's time for your crazy old man rant. <sighs> That's a lot of talking. I know. <clears throat> I know. We didn't plan this out well. <laughs> Today's old man rant <clears throat> is that LeBron should just relax and chill out about Charles Barkley. Why is LeBron even even bothering with thoughts and Google searches on Sir Charles? The Chuckster has been very clear that he isn't a perfect human being. Hell, the Chuck Wagon had an entire ongoing golf channel show making fun of how bad his terrible golf game is. But when Chuck correctly said LeBron is whiny, the king goes after him? I, don't, I just don't get this. Chuck is right. The, the Cavs do have the highest payroll in the NBA. Ownership is all in. Management's doing everything they can. Heck, they took on an absurd J.R. Smith salary to make uh, LeBron happy. Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins are the ones that should be going public and complaining about uh, ownership complacency and the need for playmakers. What do you think those guys would do to have Kyrie Irving on their team? You know, LeBron's midseason rants, they're cute pep talks for the organization, but when Chuck ac- accurately calls you out on your silly rants, just take it in stride. LeBron has bigger things to worry about. Now, if LeBron comes after Rotowire, we'll really know he's wasting his time with the press. <laughs> Charles is the one who needs to shut up. But he's wrong. See, that's, I don't get it. LeBron's right here. LeBron's the one who's in the right. LeBron, no, can, say what, LeBron no. can say whatever the hell he wants to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley wishes he was LeBron James. He wishes sure. he was that good at basketball. LeBron James is the second best basketball player ever, and he might be the first best when it's all said and done. The dude's ridiculous, and anyone who... Ever, it doesn't make sense that a guy would insult him like that or go after him. LeBron's not whining. He's uh, totally whining. No. Wow. First of all, I love how emotional you're getting about this. You're, you're just like LeBron. You have that same kind of whiny tone in your voice. It's nice. <laughs> it's Chuck's job to complain and say crazy things. But That's he's, what he's paid to do. People love it. Come with, come with good takes. His take wasn't even good. Oh, I think it was dead on. You know, I don't mind LeBron making that stink, but do it in-house. I mean, you've now basically ruined – the ego of those two of the, the young uh, rookies or the, the guys that are forced to get big minutes at backup point guard on the Cavs who are so bad I'm completely blanking on their names. But you basically destroyed them in the press talking about how terrible they are. That's not going to help the team. You know management's already trying to make as many deals as possible. I, I have a very hard time believing the Cavs are just sitting on their hands. And they have the highest payroll in the NBA. What does he want them to do? They're already writing the biggest checks. So I, I just I'm, I'm with Chuckster. DJ, break break uh, break this tie. I I'm with Shaq on this one. Why didn't every Why didn't anybody listen to what Shaq said? Shaq was right. First of all, he said. Chuck, you don't know anything. Me and Kenny are the only one to know what it's about to win back-to-back championships and defend your championship. You do need to constantly reload, relock, reload. Um, but he said he shouldn't have went to the media because there obviously is a fracture in the relationship between the front office and LeBron James if LeBron James feels like he needs to go to the media. So um, 
perhaps he's being irrational and he they, he did go to the front office and he didn't hear the answer he wanted and then he went to the media to really blow this whole situation up. I don't want to call LeBron why I, 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 this doesn't sound right it doesn't feel right to me but I think I'm going to get closer to Chuck's opinion than anybody else's. Mm. Actually, I did like the Shaq comment. That was nice. But yeah, well, Shannon, I well, talk too much. It, well, I, I talk twice. What do you want to say more about the, the situation? Because you're 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 clearly uh, engaged. Nah, I'm over it now, man. All right, let me jump in real quick. So <laughs> here's here's the thing. There's a double standard here, though, right? Because we blame LeBron James and we chastise him for not winning championships. And when it's all said and done, we're going to judge him based on how many rings are on his finger. If he's the one saying, hey, I need just one more piece to make this happen, then it's hard for us to blame him for really adamantly trying to win championships. And then we also chastise him for not winning said championships. So it's it's a double standard in terms of the fan base and the media going after him for really pursuing better players. And then, you know, in three months, if he doesn't win the championship, we're also going to chastise him for not doing and winning the championship. It's not fair to him. I will say that. All right. All right. Well, I got to find something to get angrier about next week. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough uh, old man wheezing in there. In That's there. True. Well, I, all right. While I was uh, on that mild rant defending the Chuckster, I believe Shannon was doing extra double quality work in getting his uh, Friday FanDuel picks. Uh, uh, and or DraftKings picks. So, uh, Shannon, do you want to lead us with your um, DFS picks for tonight? Sure. We'll start with point guard. Uh, there are two guys I really like. Jeff Teague is the first. Teague is going up against Brooklyn. And and I, I, I feel like I recommend Teague and other Pacers on a regular basis. Uh, it's usually because of their matchup. And then they're also, they're also modestly priced guys. You know, they're going to be between the $6,000 and $8,000 range. But Brooklyn's the worst team against opposing point guards. Teague's already had, a, uh, he's already faced him three times. He's only played 27 minutes per game because most of those games have been blowouts, but he's still averaging 38 fantasy points in those three outings. So I love him tonight. Hopefully, hopefully Brooklyn, it is in Brooklyn. Hopefully they can keep it a close game and Teague runs out there and has 50 fantasy points, which he's already done against them this season. Um, he's at 7,800 or 7,600, excuse me. The other point guard I like is D'Angelo Russell. Um, Russell just returned to action this week. He's 6,100 facing Boston, and, and he's just been on a tear. Um, the last couple games, past two out of the past three nights he's played, and he's put up 47 points and 41 points. I'm going to ride that. You know, he's double-digit, uh, double-doubles in both games, almost triple-doubles in both games, uh, just three rebounds shy each time. So I'm riding him while he's hot. He's only 6,100 with, with 40, 45-point upside. All right, well said. You know, your your Russell explanation made me take Lowry out of my lineup. I'm going to go with Russell instead, spend elsewhere. I'm going to get Arthur, I'm getting Arthur out. As much as I enjoyed spending only 3700 you convinced me. So I want to I want to bring up a broader conversation instead of one player in particular. You've got a whole slew of players above $10,000 tonight. Let me quickly list them off. James Harden, of course, Russell Westbrook, DeMarcus Cousins, Giannis, Carl Anthony Towns, Isaiah Thomas, Nikola Jokic, and Lowry is the the cutting edge there. He's at 9600. Now I'm trying to decide if you do want to pay up tonight, Shannon. Who is the best elite option tonight? Who has the best matchup? Because when I look at Harden, 
going up against Chicago, I, I'm assuming that Jimmy Butler will be trying to shut him down. Jimmy Butler did a good job on Russell Westbrook the other night that Ken mentioned. Russell Westbrook goes up against Memphis. We know how good Memphis is on defense. So I'm looking at the two top options and thinking that they really don't have the best matchups. They're going to get theirs, but are they going to give you that elite production? I'm not so certain. I might be leaning towards uh, Giannis tonight going up against a Denver team uh, more so than any of those other players I mentioned. It is a tough. It is a tough choice, and the most expensive player I went with was Jimmy Butler. He's playing the Rockets. You know, there's going to be tons of scoring. They're they're right in the twenty to twenty five range against opposing small forwards. I, but I'm not. You know, if you're going ten thousand dollars or more, it's tough. I agree with you, Harden and Westbrook. I'm avoiding them because I don't love their matchups tonight. Harden's playing the second end of a back to back. Westbrook, he's he hasn't been that great against Memphis this season. Uh, he's only only averaging a, under 50 fantasy points per game in, in the couple outings against them, so I expect something similar tonight. The other guys, Thomas, Giannis, and DeMarcus Cousins, are decent picks, though. I mean, Giannis is coming off the probably the worst two- or three-game stretch of his, of his season, so there's some risk there, but I, do, I expect him to bounce back. Isaiah Thomas, best matchup of the bunch. He's facing L.A., He's been absolutely on fire. He's amazing. Uh, it's it's been ridiculous. So if there's no there's no fault, I think he's probably the top choice. And then I'd put Cousins kind of as one B, and that's just because Cousins' usage rate right now with Rudy Gay and everyone else hurt on, on the Kings. I mean, he's been he's been great. He's been fifty, sixty, seventy fantasy points every single outing, other than his last one against against the Rockets. But that was just that was a blowout. So he only played twenty five minutes. I think both Cousins and Thomas will eclipse 50 fantasy points. I'll give the slight edge to Thomas because of the role he's on. Wow, there you go, Ken. I know. Yeah, well, and and doesn't really get dinged for sitting on defense. You know, I give Stevens credit. He knows how to use his guys, like in the, uh, their last win at home here. You know, when they, they sit him on the, at the end of the game with all the timeouts, he get, they sit him for the defensive uh, – you know, for all the defensive sides, which makes a whole lot of sense. But you're right, Thomas. Love to hear some Boston love. All right, well, uh, I'm struggling to power forward. Does anyone, either of you guys have some power forward suggestions? It's tough. It's a tough, tough sledding tonight at power forward with uh, Jokic likely out. Um, I've, I'm rolling with Thad Young and Ryan Anderson right now, and I don't love either pick. Um, it's that young would probably give me 25 points, but will he do anything right. more than that? Ryan Anderson has been boomer bust. He's been, he's been better lately. Uh, he had a couple of, uh, he had 37 and 44 point outings earlier this week, but then last night only 16 points against Atlanta. The yeah. one good thing about Ryan Anderson is he's consistently seen 34, 35 minutes per game lately. So I, I'm going to hope that tonight's one of the nights where he goes five for eight from downtown and actually grabs five or six boards. Yeah, it is tough sledding indeed. Um, just it might be the time to punt that you know go for Trevor Booker or somebody somebody like that where you're you're only going to pay five thousand dollars. But realistically, if you look at a player like you know Serge Ibaka, uh, Trevor Booker and Serge Ibaka could end up putting the same production. You might as well spend a thousand dollars cheaper on somebody like Booker when really. Um, 
you're kind of expecting the same amount of production out of them tonight. I, I don't know. Like Dirk is certainly a great option for me. I think that I might look at him because Portland gives up the most points to front courts this season. That said, we know that Dirk is coming off games where he two games where he didn't even reach twenty fantasy points. So that's it's risky, but that's why he's fifty five hundred dollars. Yeah, Dirk matchup wise, Dirk has has he's the play at power forward tonight. Booker was a good call. He's averaging over fan over a fantasy point per minute against Indiana this season. So those two I can are totally justified picks. And I mean the one guy who is super risky right now because he only played six minutes last night after returning from injury is Julius Randle. Normally I love power forwards and centers against illness. Boston, but illness yeah, sick. I, I need I need to see something out of him. Since he only played six minutes last night, I'm wondering how much gas he's gonna actually have in the tank. Agreed. Agreed. All right, center. I have an oddball. I'm going to throw out an oddball cheap, cheap possibility. Greg Monroe, just because with all the turnovers, with all their trades recently, couldn't he see a big uptick in minutes? Or are they going to let John Henson run crazy? I like that. I, I, I'm kind of interested. I'm, I'm trying to see if I do want to attack this situation because I'm assuming that Haas and Hibbert will not be active. Uh, I haven't seen anything on that quite yet. But I'm just going to assume they won't be active um, as we sit on this Friday morning and, and think that, yeah, Greg Monroe could have a little bit more run than usual. Um, I'm trying to pull up exactly. So you have them at $5,700, Ken. Yeah, that's getting Yeah, cool. yeah, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, well, it's so, cheap, but you know what? He was che- he used to be cheaper, and so that's why I'm cringing yeah. at it a little bit. But he had a well, 22-point game, a 39 and 39.8, 34-and-a-half uh, over the last two weeks. So. Could be some value there. If he plays 28 minutes, he'll, he'll probably provide value. Eclipse value, um, you know, yeah. five times value for given his salary. Uh, I mean, it's, my, it's, my, oh, go ahead, sir. I was just going to say it just depends on what the Bucks do with Thon Maker, right? Because he, yeah. they're running him out as the starting center. He played 24 minutes against Utah. That game was basically a blowout, which is the reason why I, th- I think he saw extended run. Um, so we'll, we'll just... It, that's the risk. I actually I don't expect Haas or Hibbert to be in the rotation tonight. Again, nothing official has been announced there. It just seems like it's probably too quick of a turnaround. I actually don't even think those two players are in the field on FanDuel. You can't you can't pick Haas or Hibbert. They're not officially transferred over to the Correct. Bucks yet. Correct. Yeah. On FanDuel's yeah. game. Right. Right. Um, so it's Monroe. Monroe. There's risk there, but certainly can can be valued to be had. If you're spending big elsewhere, he might be an option. I'm, I'm going to make two Boston points. Number one, I want a Tommy Heinsohn signed basketball. Nice. From the Celtics. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I gave it to uh, uh, my buddy's 13-year-old daughter who's a big Celtics fan. It was fun. Uh, and second, I kind of like Hal Horford at center tonight. Bounce back game against the Lakers. Lakers give up the second most amount of points to centers. Coming off a of back-to-back, as you pointed out, uh, Shannon. So if you're going to spend some money at center, I kind of like Al Horford tonight. I you know what he's kind of he's reliable but at seventy four hundred dollars I every time I've deployed him this season he just seems stuck in that twenty nine to thirty two point range and when I'm spending yeah. seventy four hundred dollars I need to think that there's a glimmer of hope that that type of player at seventy four hundred dollars could go up and get me fifty fantasy points and I just maybe it's because I haven't done it with Horford yet this season maybe I've oddly timed it wrong um, but I don't know I'm kind of off Horford for DFS right now. I'm not. I'm okay with him. I think he's a good play. I think he's a better play on on DraftKings. He's only 6,800 on DraftKings. Uh, great Horford stat for you guys. How 
I'll let you guys try to guess. How many assists per game is he averaging? Ooh, it's like it's like almost five, isn't it? Or a hair over five? It's five point two. Wow. Boom. Nailed it. That's insane. Did not cheat on that. Did not read that off the computer. That was no, that is the team I'm watching every day, so I 15, should know that. 15, six and a half, and 5.2 with, with yeah. 1.7 blocks. I mean, just stellar. That's Horford, though. That's the type of yeah, player he is. Stellar oh, yeah. all-around production. Uh, who well, real, thought- you know, when Thomas sits, the ball goes through him because Rozier and Smart, when they're uh, helping out in the backcourt, actually, they have embarrassingly low assist totals, especially Rozier, who's supposed to be the backup point guard. Um but yeah, Horford really helps move the ball around for sure. Love it. For he's sure. like he he has became Paul Millsap after playing Ooh. with him for so long. Yeah, there you sure. go. Uh, Miles Turner is the center I like. Uh, again, I'm back in Indiana. It's, it's similar reason. Turner's played three times against Brooklyn, averaged 29 minutes per game and 40 fantasy points per outing. So I expect another big game from him. He's on a nice little roll. Has has some good solid games in the last two weeks. He, he's only. He's only 6,700, and, and that's the point. I mean, I look at Turner's upside and see him at 6,700, and then you've got Horford at 74, Vucevic at 72, Plumlee at 72. The, the upside and actually the consistency, Turner averages more fancy points per game than a guy like Plumlee, but Plumlee's more expensive. I'll go with Turner because he's got that upside too. Guys, I know we need to get out of here, but we tease, we tease Shannon calling me a boob, and we need to bring it up. Without We can't tease our <laughs> listeners to not talk about it. So let's end on a Staff Keeper League update. We'll keep it short. I'm still alive, um, but I did have Chris Paul in my lineup, and so I, I was kind of fearful. I think I've fallen back in the standings a little bit. I'm 4 or 5, oscillating between 4 or 5. Uh, I traded Chris Paul, who would have one year remaining uh, into next year as well, for Victor Oladipo. Uh, Shannon, you called me a boob for that trade. Please explain yourself. So Victor Oladipo is an expiring contract. Um, the guy who traded him to you is not in. He's not competing this year. He, did, okay. All right. So so Oladipo is getting tossed back at the end of the year. Regardless, you also included a second round pick. I called you a boob because I think a second round pick would have been enough to land Oladipo. Um, what? Yes. Well, the guy I traded with told me that Chris Paul. I mean, I'm not a well. Okay, I don't. I don't want to go into too much. I mean, there's lots of different factors that go into trading, but he wasn't going to do the deal for Chris Paul and Oladipo straight up. I right. did. Pre- the first offer I presented was the one that was accepted, but you yeah. Know. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't care what he would have or wouldn't have accepted. I'm telling you, fair market value for an expiring Oladipo is a second round pick. You included Chris Paul. That's fine. You weren't going to keep him. He was just going to ride your bench while he's while he's injured. The other guy acquired Chris Paul, who at forty dollars is an unkeepable contract in this league. You cannot keep a what thirty two year old point guard at forty bucks. There are. Every player that you can think of is there's there's like only three forty dollar players in this league. Like that's a ridiculous sum salary in this league. So no, he shouldn't keep him. If he he said he's deciding between keeping Paul or Lillard for next year, and Lillard's like thirty three dollars. There's not even a debate there. You keep Lillard. You keep the younger guy, the healthier guy, the better guy going into next season. So it, it's foolish on both parts. I wouldn't have overpaid to get Oladipo, 
And if I were him, I, there's no way in hell I would have accepted Chris Paul as an option. But but listen to this. Okay, so I have Chris Paul on my roster. What what, what should have I done? If you had Chris Paul just sitting there on your roster, what would you have done for him? What do you think that you would have been able to flip in return? Let's take away just in theory. Just pick any player out there, um, and because you know it, it's one thing to chastise a trade, but it's another thing to just have a dead roster spot right. that actually does have some value. Yeah. I would have tried to find a different expiring contract, uh, a comparable player, you know, a 15-4-4 and guy to trade Chris Paul for or to trade a second-round pick for. Now, is there that guy out there? I don't know. But it, it's, it's not like I, I'm going to call you both boobs because I'm mad he didn't trade me, Oladipo. Yeah, here we go. Now, you, now, go. you now also like That's all I was looking for. Boobs. All right, Ken, we, you, you can wrap like this thing boobs. up now. <laughs> which for the record i offered my third and fifth round pick for Oladipo. oh and i had a fir- uh, i had a first round yeah, pick now it comes i out. had a first round pick in my Oops. back pocket and Oops. i was gonna around. i was gonna offer it and i believe he told me he would not or he said he said i was offered chris paul and a second round pick and i said take it because i'm not gonna offer you thing anything better than that he overpaid today is a good day i'm happy well and you know what you also get you're watching a ton of Thunder games, so Oladipo. That's true. You know, Fantasy is supposed to be fun. Supposed I can't to be say fun. That enough. Not forget the fun part. So, I I definitely side with you on that trade, DJ. I think some of Shannon points points are pretty solid, but uh, okay. I'm gonna side with DJ. And I'm gonna say boobs again. We're boobs. we're 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 extending the show by 30 seconds here. <laughs> I want to make a side bet that I will finish above both of you guys in the standings. You're both oh. you're, sitting, you're sitting fourth and fifth in the standings right now. I'm sitting okay. eighth. All I right. want to make you know a what side I bet. bet. I want those fancy socks. Who's the new sock company oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. got a deal yeah, with the NBA? Good. Okay, it's I think the two X logo. It's the two X yeah. logo. So whoever finishes, um, whoever finishes tops in the standings between the oh, three the, of us, the other yeah. two. Have to, have to buy, buy that person socks. Those All right, so it's Celtics yeah. for me, Thunder for DJ, yeah, yeah. Pistons for you. Perfect. I like the it. New f- Write it down okay. on a Very long good. list of podcast bets. Ken, get us out of here before we wager anything else. All right. Very good. Uh, hey, we're going to go to our man Charles. I was looking through a bunch of funny uh, Charles uh, quotes based on this week's argument with LeBron. And uh, I pulled this one out because I thought this would be special for Shannon. Barkley said, I assume this is when he was still playing, he said, every time I think about changing a diaper, I run a little bit harder and a little bit faster to make sure I can afford a nanny until my daughter's old enough to take care of that herself. (laughs) Charles Barkley, attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.